everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am back in the podcast studio with Mr. Oren Martin. Howdy. Oren, thanks for being here. My pleasure. I, uh, I'm glad you're back. We're talking about interpreting the Bible. But before we do that, I want to get to know you a little bit. So I've got three rapid-fire questions for you. You oh ready boy. for them? Yep. All right. Stack of pancakes. Which one are you, top, middle, or bottom? Probably the top. Why? Because I don't like to be squished. Oh, that's fair. Or crammed and in And more syrup places. if the top? Oh, absolutely. See, I'd, I'd get sticky. I'd, I'm like, <laughs> like bottom. Get me, <laughs> get me away from the sticky. All right. You're stuck on an island. You've got to bring three books. Not the Bible. Just pretend the Bible's already there. What okay. three books are you bringing? Okay, I have a clarifying question. Yes. Uh, could the three books be multiple volumes? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I would bring uh, John Calvin's Institute to the Christian Religion. All right. I would bring Herman Bobbing's four-volume Reform Dogmatics. Okay. And I would bring J.I. Packer's Knowing God. That's good. I've, I have read that one. I haven't read the other two volumes of stuff. <laughs> But <laughs> That's a lot of information, but it's good. Yeah, that'd keep you busy on the island. Yeah. All right, music you listen to in middle school. In middle school, yeah. country. What is middle school or in, into? Oh, man. Uh, a lot of bad stuff. I was not a Christian. Oh. Um, as much for in middle school. I like to break stuff, like windows and all that kind of stuff, but we won't talk about that. Uh, but I was listening to country music. Oh, and, and breaking windows. And hip-hop. Okay. Yeah. That feels more on brand for yeah. breaking windows. Not much has changed since then, besides the breaking <laughs> windows part. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, let's jump in on that on that delightful note. Now yep. I'm so curious about breaking the windows, but we'll leave that a cliffhanger, <laughs> and you'll have to come back on the podcast there. Oh, man. to explain. Uh, interpreting the Bible, question I get a lot, how do I know if I'm interpreting this correctly? Am I, I'm reading this scripture, I think I've got it figured out? Yeah. Maybe? What do, coach me. So here's some things that I kind of keep in mind after you've done your observation, when you're asking basic questions like who, what, when, where, why, how, you're paying attention to grammar and where it is in history and, you know, relationships between words and clauses and all that kind of stuff, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, if you're if you're really nerdy like me and you like to diagram sentences, mm. uh, that's always fun and a useful is exercise. Is that like a subject, verb? Yep. 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 Knowing where Part things belong. Uh, and then also thinking about like... I don't know, the flow of an argument, you know, how things kind of connect together from, from sentence to sentence mm-hmm. and clause to clause and paragraph to paragraph, so on and so forth. Th- then kind of once you've done that basic work or once I do that basic work, um, there's a couple of things that I just like to kind of run through as I'm thinking about, okay, now I kind of have a general idea of what it says. I, I want to know what this means. Uh, and so h- here's some things that I s- kind of ask myself. Uh, and, and one is... What 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 does this passage mean in context? So we you know understand a key interpretation question is uh, is it precisely that because context is king. You might hear that a lot. Uh, we, we can't rip things out of context, right. right? So the classic example is um, you know First Corinthians thirteen. Right? Mm. We, we often hear love. it in the context of weddings. Yep. Right, which is great. It does give a, a great picture of love, but that's not the context of First Corinthians thirteen. It's not a wedding. No. It's actually the opposite of a wedding. It's a, <laughs> it's a lot of conflict, it's a lot so of much sin. Conflict. Oh man, people sinning against each other, uh, taking each other to court, having inappropriate relations with their fathers' wives. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff, and uh, you know, misuse of spiritual gifts, and, and what's the solution to the conflict and basically the the effects of sin? It's love. 
Uh, and so, you know, I just think remembering that is is useful, those kinds of questions. So context is king. Uh, the the uh, wrench in the equation, I think, that, uh, that, that I like to, to talk to people about is there's not just one context. Hmm. There's multiple contexts. Explain. I'm glad you uh, asked me to do that because I was planning on to. So Great. one is just the just the literary context, right? Where where this where this verse or where this this passage is in its immediate context. So maybe it's you know Genesis 12, 1 through three. Um, you you, uh, you understand that's it's not an isolated passage. Hmm. It's not in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. It's surrounded by other stuff, and it's part of a book, right? Yep. Part of the whole book of Genesis, and, it's, it, and then it's not just part of the whole book of Genesis, but it's part of the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament, which were foundational for Israel. And then it's not just—that's not the end of it, right? It's part of the Old Testament and so on and so forth. So, r- really, it's just kind of paying attention to the immediate context. Right? What's around it? What's around it. That is exactly right. Uh, and that's giving attention to, you know, it's historical context. You know, it's it's not, you know, Greco-Roman Times it's it's ancient Near Eastern times mm-hmm. and you know how do I how do I know that answer though if I open my Bible and I'm reading Genesis twelve and I I don't know what Greco Roman means or ancient yeah. Near East how could I go about learning historical context yeah that's a great question you know it's always helpful to have a good study Bible maybe an ESV study Bible or the NIV study Bible and there's you know we we have an abundance of resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to have a good study Bible at your side, or maybe that's the one you primarily read out of, is just helpful because you're going to have those kinds of questions. And you can look at the study notes that that give you those kinds of things. Now, I would caution you to say that the notes in the study Bible aren't inspired. Th- mm. Those are not God-breathed, right? They're, they're to help us and they're useful to us, but but they're not Scripture. Uh, so we need to, to treat them as such, right? And, and not be overly reliant on them. Mm. Uh, so, you know, that's the first thing. Just read the text a ton of times. One, one practice that I established early, uh, I don't know why, maybe because I'm OCD, is when I wanted to study a passage or a book, I committed to read it a hundred times wow. before I consulted any, any commentary, times. yeah, any study Bibles, any— con- any. You're serious. I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> why a hundred? I have no idea. One hundred times. It just seemed like a good round number. Um, wow. Wait, so have you read every book of the Bible a hundred times? You know— I don't want to answer that, but, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. We all should, it's though. Just, it's just my own practice. But we, I mean, it's not a bad practice. Yeah, and, you know, I think, especially as a teacher, yeah. you know, I, I, I want to be close to the text. And mm-hmm. and so that was kind of my maybe commitment uh, to, to not go too quickly to other sources to become reliant upon them. Mm-hmm. Now, those are extremely helpful. And, sure. and I would say necessary. Uh, if, if in the process of correctly understanding uh, how to interpret scripture and what it means, um, but but it, it does put the priority on God's word, mm-hmm. right? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of a really good commentary. No, that's no. not what it says, or a study Bible. No, but by the word of Christ, right, which God's given us. So I want my my fundamental reliance to be on His word. And for s- somebody listening, they're like a hundred times. Start with two. Start with five. Yeah. Start with ten. That's right. Start with one, right? Oh, yeah. The, bless, the, yeah. <laughs> the best place to start is is with the first time you read it. Yeah. Right? And God's going to bless you through it. So literary, historical. Yep. What was the other context? Yeah. So kind of after those, kind of the immediate context or, you know, the, the passage at yeah. hand, um, which I'd like to say is looking down, just whatever whatever passage that is. Um, this, the second is the, what I would call the, one guy calls it the apocal. Hmm. or what I call the covenantal. It's just what stage of history is this in? So, you know, I think 
the covenantal explains that covenants are the, the maybe the foundation or, the, or the, maybe the backbone is a better word, is the backbone of Scripture. And, and the thing that God initiates with, with different people to move the story along, right? So you have this unique relationship between God and Adam. Mm-hmm. That relationship's ruptured, right? Mm-hmm. And God doesn't end the story there. He enters into covenant with Noah. And we see a lot of similarities with Noah, right? That Noah's kind of this new Adam where, uh, th- through whom blessing is going to come to the world, right? To be fruitful, multiply, to fill the earth, to you know, exercise dominion and do all the things that Adam failed to do. Well, Noah failed too. Uh, and, and God established a relationship with, with Abraham. Genesis 12. That's right. Uh, Abram, I should say, at the, at the time, who became Abraham, right, through Genesis 15 and 17 and so on and so forth. And that's going to be the one through whom, right, and significant advances are made upon that covenant because he gives a, a different kind of promise, right, that, that I'll bless you, I'll make your name great, and through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking for this, who is this descendant, right? And we understand from the rest of the story, it's not Isaac, it's not Jacob, it's not Moses or Israel, that all of them failed too, but we come to this promise to David, which we have in the Davidic covenant in places like Second Samuel 7, and we have massive advances on God's promises to Abraham with the same language, right, of making his name great, of bringing blessing to, you know, but, but what it adds is now this blessing is going to come through a unique son, David's son. And we know from the subsequent story that it's not Solomon, right? As great as Solomon was and as much as Solomon did and building the temple and, you know, establishing rest and all this kind of stuff, like he was a big failure too, like his, his fathers were going all the way back to Adam. So we're still looking for this son, right, uh, through whom God will reign uh, on his throne forever, right? And uh, we, we understand the, the fulfillment of that comes through the new covenant, uh, which is uh, established, initiated, and accomplished in Christ, right? God's Son, who became man. So, you know, understanding the kind of the covenantal context, wh- where is this passage in relation to God's covenant? Is it in between Adam, Noah? Is it in between Noah, uh, Abraham? Is it in between Abraham, Israel? Is it between Israel, David? Is it between David, new covenant? Is it new covenant promised, like in Jeremiah 31? Or is it new covenant uh, accomplished in in uh, in the New Testament mm-hmm. right it's just those are helpful kind of historical markers placing whatever you're reading on that timeline that's right that's right because because it uh that's massively important because you think about and maybe this is debatable but you think about you know David his confession of sin in, in Psalm 51 after he sinned with Bathsheba he confesses to the Lord take not your holy spirit from me well because he saw that taken from Saul and, you know, my question is, is that, is that something that new covenant believers can, can pray, right? If you've trusted in oh, Christ yeah. and God has sent his spirit, mm-hmm. spirit of a son into your heart, to seal you. can he do that, right? So is that a new covenant prayer? No. I would say no. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's why it's massively important to understand where we are in God's unfolding redemptive purposes that move from promise to fulfillment. So good. It feels like a good foundation. Yeah, that's a good foundation. I mean, the last thing I would say is just that finally the Christological context. We've already touched on it, mm-hmm. but we understand that uh, the, the final context of every text of Scripture, whether you're in Old Testament or New Testament, is understanding it in light of the coming of Christ and mm-hmm. his work on the cross, his death and his resurrection, uh, and what he promises to do in his second coming. So, you know, we understand that uh, as, as Scripture has moved from, we have all these kinds of beautiful promises in the Old Testament— but we don't read those promises as though the Messiah hasn't come. We read those promises as the Messiah has come. And, and that fundamentally uh, changes how we understand uh, and apply these texts. It's good. It's good, Oren. Thanks for being here. Yeah. 
We're going to have to have you back to hear the window smashing story. I would love to. In 2023, look out for Oren's episode. I don't know what (laughs) passage we'll cover, but he'll be here. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.